Welcome to episode 20 of Brews with the Homies. This is your host, Brews with D-Bro. On this episode, I got my two favorite co-hosts, Brews with JB and Heron Brews. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing today? Hello, hello. Doing well. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're chilling. We got some great beers that we have in front of us today. Uh, we're going to be doing some tasting notes this time while we're drinking them. So it's going to be a cool little experience. We're going to talk about our favorite beers from the year, like we mentioned in the last podcast. So excited to talk about some really great beer, have some good beer. We're going to be drinking it throughout the episode, and then we'll tell you guys about it after. I, I, I like this. This is something a little bit different for us. We're actually going to put our critiques to test. But let's do this. Heron, let's go first with you with your top three beers of the year. Okay, just straight up say it? Yeah, yeah. just straight up it. say it. Alright, I guess uh, in no particular order, uh, the slushy style has prevailed this year. Pretty awesome. Okay. So I think one of the best ones was When Life give you, Gives You Lemons from Baba Brewhouse. Ooh, super okay. good. Super fun. Very, like, lemonade-like. Awesome. Another one that was really good is Mystery Veils the Desert from Pure Project. Just a nice, fun IPA. Um, I believe it was two different hops from New Zealand. You know, bring on the foreign hops. Those are always fun. And then the last one, just getting into the, the, the lighter beers that are darker in colored, more malty. Uh, Dark and Mild, which is a mild beer from Monkish Brewing. That one is just fun. Easy drinker, you get that maltiness. It's it's just a great beer to just kind of session, as they say, and really enjoy. Okay, okay. So, like, those are kind of all different kind of styles of beer. Like, out of all those beers that you've had, which one would you more recommend to somebody that's, like, as a beginner? I would say Dark and Mild... And uh, When Life Gives You Lemons. Yeah. Um, you know, hazy IPAs are, are fun. Mystery Veils of Desert is fun, but that's kind of like a little more developed, a little more nuanced, kind of like you have to like the style, where the other ones are just kind of more inviting. I'd say the most inviting was that slushy one because it wasn't ultra slushy. Um, and it was, just, it was just good. Or I guess not slushy, but fruited, like heavily fruited kind of. But it wasn't the most fruited I've ever had, which is, which was good too. It still had, its uh, beer characteristic going on. Okay, I like that. I like that. JB, out of the three options that Heron has listed as his top three, yeah. do you have any questions for him? Why they're his top three or anything? No, because I I feel like I have drank enough beer with him to kind of understand the styles of what he's looking for in beer. Uh, I think. Between the beginning of the year to the end of the year, his change of preference has become more apparent. I think he's learning more about what he really enjoys, kind of getting away from some styles, trying new styles, and he's kind of finding his own and his learning of homebrewing and hopefully get starting into that next year will, I think, really define his favorite beers for next year. And I think we'll see a little bit more of a concise favorite three. Cause right now I think it's a lot of diversity. I think next year we'll see like three kind of similar styles of beer as he 
kind of develops more of his taste and figures out what he likes. Okay. I've seen that throughout this year. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I'm really curious because those are the three beers that I wouldn't think Heron would like like in his yeah. top three. Like, I thought there was a couple different ones that would have been there. But that's always cool to, like, catch somebody off guard like that yeah. because you're just like, oh, shit. All right, cool. I can see where you're coming from on that. So... We kind of talked about Heron's top three. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add on to that, Heron? No, I'd say after my top three, since it's, I've already gone, let's go and dive into our first beer, and then we'll dive into JB's top three. Yeah, yeah let's, go, let's go ahead right. with that. All right, let's introduce this beer. All right, well, since Heron kind of went, we'll let him introduce the beer. Yeah. All right, Log Cabin. Pure Project, batch number four, bottled May of this year. Um, weighing in at 11.3%, bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout with maple syrup and uh, cacao. Should be pretty fun. Uh, maple syrup is an interesting uh, adjunct. Sometimes it's a little syrupy, a little offensive for my taste, but well, Pure has done an excellent job all year without or with making... Nothing tastes too weird or offensive, so let's let's dive in. So, you know what's really crazy? For some reason, I've started to realize you can't judge a beer based off of your first taste. Because off of the first taste, you, you kind of get stuff that kind of catches you off guard. And then you sit here and you question, oh, that didn't taste good. But then you're like, hold on, i got to give this a second. Yeah. So, like, at first, when I first tasted this, I was like, oh, man, this is... This is a lot, cause to me, I could taste the maple, I could taste the cocoa, and then I can the the bourbon really stood out. I was like, whoa, hold on, this feels like a lot going on in my mouth. But then once I had the second taste, it was a lot more relaxed, and I can't wait to taste this when it's a little bit more room temperature to see like what flavor profiles stick out more. When I. Once, once it warms up, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with you because my impressions of it kind of grew with Heron here. And then what you were saying, I kind of get the opposite just for the fact that for me, this feels super smooth and light. Like, you know, we've had a couple that were so strong right off the bat with the, yeah. the bourbon. And then we've tried from A-State and Pure Project Collab, their maple one. And that one had a lot of maple. This one everything's done just very lightly i don't know if it's yeah. maybe i got the beginning pour or just as it's kind of it's a little bit colder i think as it warms up maybe we'll get more like punch from it but i like it because of the fact that it's so smooth right now like i just get really more light, relaxed that's like what you said too it's light because most stouts like you get a little like you can feel the density and thickness, thickness. this one's like a light medium body yeah. almost and I really like that. That's something that, like, some stouts do really well, separating themselves from it. Is either you're really high or really high and then really low, and then there's the in-between. Yeah. I just think this is on the spectrum of the light side. Yeah, and it's not, like, watery, light, no. or, like, no, thin. It's, like, a smooth thinness that still has a lot of flavor, and it's just relaxed. I would describe it as a relaxed flavor, slight sweetness, the maple's coming through, but... This one's not super offensive, not overpowering or overwhelming. I agree with you on that. I really enjoy this one. I, it's, 
and it's funny because you know we I started out this saying fuck stouts stouts mm. ain't shit but now like it's funny because now I'm starting to come around to it and now that I'm coming around to it I'm just like all right I can appreciate this a lot more and start getting that taste I guess yeah you can and say like picking for. up the flavors yeah. And so like what what I have to say is I'm a very beginner style drinker so yeah but you're getting it you're starting to get the flavors yeah. something we're doing new this episode Heron printed out some tasting like beer tasting rec- records so that way we could kind of go through and fill out so you got aroma appearance flavor body and texture aftertaste and then our overall impressions so we're filling it out as we go just so. We could have kind of a record of what we're tasting. We could post it every once in a while. Just so there's some more insight. More stuff to post. Just cool stuff like that. Um, for the next top three, do you want to go? No, gonna go? we're going to go ahead with you. Okay, so. Mine. I would say I've had a lot of damn good beer this year. It's been very hard to narrow it down. I mean, I would say I could pick a top three stouts I had. Um, probably top three IPAs, top three, and I just had so many bangers this year, but I think I narrowed it down to three. Okay. So the first one I'm going to go with, we did it on the podcast, Codbreaker 2. Something I was looking forward to, and we talked about this before, we almost, I put a lot of pressure, right? Like, I had a lot of expectation, we paid a lot, it's supposed to be one of the top horror spirits to get it to experience it and for it to live up to the hype was beautiful i was so it was like a privilege to have that beer with you guys it was an amazing episode to do smooth barrel yet all the flavor was there i felt like i could drink that beer every single day and to say that about a 14 percent stout that was barrel aged blew my mind yeah and so it was just such an awesome beer to experience the next one, this one, it was so hard to pick, so I was in between three, but I'm going to go with, and uh, throwing it out there, I don't know if I've been saying it wrong this whole time, fit-ins, some people say fight-ins, but Vinny, shout out to you, I went to saw him this morning, um, dropped some stuff off, hung out with him, had some beers with James, uh, he's going to find out for us and let us know, because he's going to be next to them pouring in Florida, but... We believe, and he thinks right now it's Biden's, so I'm going to start saying that, and then once he confirms, I'll let everyone know, so that way we're all on the same page, because yeah. if it was Biden's, I was saying it wrong the whole time, kind of feel retarded, but you know, hey, you know what? That's you what live, happens. you learn, but yeah, so that one, from them, I'm going to give it, that was my 5 out of 5, I think best triple IPA I had all year, triple Jasper. If I could get cans of this, I would, it's so hard to get I, I would be able to drink that one every day also, but just the all-around quality and taste of that beer was magnificent. The, the aroma, citrusy, tropical, you almost got like a cantaloupe, it tasted like a fresh cantaloupe with a slight bitterness, but like it was like a wave. Like you just went through a wave of flavor that was tropical, citrusy, you could respect the hops, the color on it was just amazing. I mean, you just can't ask... For a better beer and at that 10% loved it and then my final one going back to the stouts mark shout out to you for sharing this it was the barrel aged as above as below blue wax 
probably it's up there for one of the best barrel aged stouts I've ever had. I think it's neck and neck with Cloudbreaker. Two totally different styles though. Like Cloudbreaker, more neutral, very little adjuncts, way more barrel. This was more kind of on that pastry side. You're going to get a lot from it because you're going to have coffee, bourbon, cinnamon, pecan, maple, just like oak, vanilla, so much going on, but it does it so well. So complex, yet still hits the mark. And it was a sweeter one for sure. But those are my top three. I mean, just at 12%, to experience those three beers, loved it. So, glad to share those. Hopefully, if you could get your hands on any of those, definitely recommend it, you guys should. But now we're gonna go into our second beer we're tasting today. I got a question for okay, you. Okay, go. So you got a couple of stouts up there. Yeah. What is an honorable mention that you had to cut off of this list? Like, what is one that is different from the the three the styles? You, yeah, from the three styles. Which one would be your honorable mention? Ooh. So, I'm gonna go with Monkish, and a seltzer from them. Are you talking about the seltzer that you've been talking, talking about for the, the last like six mm -hmm. months? Yeah, like that. No umbrella. They had that one, no umbrellas, umbrella please, just look, I, just I from no umbrellas, it's a super seltzer with pineapple and coconut, taste of the pina colada, 8.3%, the umbrella please version was 10%, that's a seltzer done right, you don't get this like hard alcohol, you don't get no bitterness, it is like what I think smoothie style beers could benefit from, like just the complexity, flavor, but it's not like overly sweet, it's not overbearing, and it's not like artificial, it tastes all fresh, it almost tastes like a actual fruit smoothie, but with like beer. It was weird, because it's like a seltzer, but it still had some beer taste to it. They knocked out of the park. I thought that was one that was right up there, and I would have all the time. It's super, super highly rated, people love it, and I think that one, Delicious. So, Aaron, do you have any questions for JB on this one? I don't think so. I get it. He's had a lot of beer shipped in from different yeah, places. He definitely has. Yeah, you know, this has crazy. been the year of like, this is, let's find some friends yeah. that we've never met before. Right. And let's trade shout, some beer. Shout out to COVID for this. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for COVID, it wouldn't have uh, kickstarted this as much. Yeah. So, Heron introduced the first beer that we're sitting here drinking. Now, JB's going to sit here and introduce the second beer. Yes, so, sir. JB, what is the second beer that we're having? So, it's going to be a mead. Switching it up today, boys. And it's going to be called Flamingo Boys. Flamingo Boys. And Not this here. one, <laughs> the color of it's beautiful. And would you say it's as red as a flamingo? Yeah, it has a little bit of pinkness, so I get why they have that, like, yeah. flamingo the, oh, yeah, sorry, the pinkness, sorry, my bad. My yeah, bad. no, it's like a mix of, like, red and pink, because yeah. it kind of has some, a little bit more of a red hue than just yeah. bare pink, you know? So, what's, what's the aroma that this beer gives you right off the start, JB? Oh, man, when we all smelled it, we were like, wow. Uh, I get, like, a sweet candied lime. Okay. That was at first what I was getting, but maybe, like, a little bit of stra strawberry, raspberry, but... Uh, as I tasted it, like, when we get into discussing that, I was surprised. Okay. So, Heron, 
What was the appearance of this beer that stood out to you the most? Like, what caught your eye about this beer? Well, it was in the bottle and in your glass. So, this thing looks just super hazy. Meads are, you know, they're usually not hazy. I mean, mead that is normal is doesn't have a lot of adjuncts or no adjuncts or whatever. It's just like, it looks kind of like just a light beer in a way with like a large body. You know, I think, it's yeah, just, like it's almost a, filtered looking. I think yeah. this one's the opposite of that. It looks like it has some like little bit of floaties, a little bit of like, yeah, like a smoothie style. It just reminds me of a smoothie style. This kind of reminds me almost of like orange juice. Like just kind of like how it looks in the bottle, like kind of has like the pulp in it and everything. Okay, yeah, that's a good description. So just the, like a just kind of reminds me pink orange juice. Yeah, like about. pink orange juice on this. So some of the flavors that really stuck out to me when I tried this was the lime. The lime really stood out to me. Um, another thing that I kind of was picking up on was the prickly pear. Yeah. For some reason, when I got the taste, the pick, that's what I was gonna go into. The, pick, the prickly pear to me almost tasted like um, one of the cactuses beer that we had from Bow and Arrow. Okay. So it, it was kind of throwing me off. I was like, is that really prickly pear or is that cactus? But then the more I like sipped on it, and the more I went in between the other beers that we have up here, the the um, the uh, prickly pear stood out the most and that that was a flavor for me that i was like really surprised how much i enjoyed it yeah so jb what do you what do you think what, what are you gonna get into on this because i'm curious i could see uh, for these type of meats i could see how it's hit or miss in meat in general i think it's a very acquired taste almost like a wine type of thing you gotta really appreciate it drink a few kind of I haven't had too many, but I think the more I'm starting to have them, the more I'm understanding the flavors, kind of what needs to be brought to the table. This one, I think it's unique. And I, I'm all about unique beers, right? I kind of talked about, about uh, talked a little bit last episode about like the Hawk's Blood from Beer Zombies and the uniqueness of that color, the taste, and the conversation piece about it, right? I love beers that do things a little bit different, and this mead takes a risk, you know, sometimes you gotta take some risk, and I love when, the, you know, when you take a risk, put yourself out there, and I think this will attract a lot of people, and people that are like, maybe I didn't like normal me, but this one, I love it, and that's where I get that, like you said, prickly pear, get like a liminess, maybe like a key lime kind of taste to it, but when uh, I was reading the description of this, it says it has coconuts and marshmallows, I really don't get that, just fine because but do you think the coconut and the marshmallows play into the lime and the prickly pear i think it might balance it so from keeping those from being too eccentric or mm -hmm. too overbearing to where you're like oh that's too sour too nasty kind of reminds me of like a margarita you know yeah. like when you have a margarita you can kind of get the little alcohol taste get the little bit of lime and i think that's what they're going for like kind of like a margarita type drink and I enjoy it. I think it's a pretty good one. I don't. I would. I would recommend it if someone's looking for a funky kind of new style. Try something different, or if they really like margaritas and lime flavor, I'd be like, hey, definitely try this one. I'm glad that Beer Zombies got these in, so we could try it. And yeah, I appreciate Dustin for you know getting them for us. 
Yeah, it's definitely shout out to Beer Zombies. Definitely shout out for them. I I, I was really nervous because I thought this was something that was going to sell out on Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we got to get there. And we, when we got there, there was like nobody in line. So I was like, oh. I just think people don't know and don't have as much knowledge about meat and they're kind of scared of it. I think more people need to try it. Like, I think if they had these on tap or are able to get people to try it, like, hey, sample this. Hey, take a taster of this. People would really enjoy it. So hopefully they could get maybe something on tap here soon. Hopefully them, they or do, do like a little event yeah. so they can do like a little bottle share and Definitely get people get trying this it. exposure because like yeah. it's kind of crazy how a lot of people don't really understand what means are. And like yeah. it's kind of funny because like the more means that we've had, the more that to me they don't like I've never had a mead so far that tasted the same as one as beforehand. They're all kind of unique yeah. in their own ways where it's almost like a stout. But I've had a couple of styles that reminded me of one another. So, yeah. I, so I guess that's kind of a bad comparison. But like for me, it seems like different meads stick out in different ways from each place. Because I guess each place has their own like style of meads. All right. Aaron, what, what do you think about this mead? I think it's like that, that prickly pear thing is like super trippy. Like at first on the nose, I was like, is this like beet juice or something? Like it's, <laughs> it's got to be something like yeah. earthy, you know? And, and prickly pear is is quite earthy to me if I know what earthy is. I don't know. But uh, it's it's definitely that red fruit that is not quite a strawberry. You know, it comes from something else. It comes from a different family. And you're like, wow, what in the world has a little more, uh, it, it lingers a little more. Yeah. You know, it has kind of like a little more kind of, I don't know, I mean, not grassy, but I guess like leafy tones, you know, and it's just that paired with the lime, which is kind of like a, kind of like a, a lime peel in a way. You get a little bit of bitterness on there, which yeah. is awesome, which is like you brought up key lime. Key lime mm. does have some bitterness in there. Yeah, it's awesome. it does. Yeah, I enjoy that. So my next question is, to introduce some, and this is for both of you, for somebody that's getting into meads or somebody getting into beers, is this a beer that you would recommend for somebody to start off with? Depends. Uh, depends. Like, if you're, if they're, you know, we've had conversations about how we've introduced people to beer. Like, yeah. they come in, oh, I don't like beer. I don't like this. I don't like that. So, if, so if they, if they like these, these flavors that yeah, you're yeah. with. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that's what I mean to say. Sorry, if somebody comes to us and was like, "Hey, I like lime, I like prickly pear, I like marshmallow and yeah. coconut," this is something that we would be like, "I got you." Yeah, I think that's something that would appeal to a lot of people. So does this fall in the four fifty north category of us introducing beer to people? Yeah, I think it would be a great. Um, option to go along with 450, right? Because like 450 is like your heavier fruited, very sweet. This would be like a good alternative. Hey, and if they're like, hey, I like these flavors, but I don't really like I don't want something heavy. I don't want something heavy. Yeah. I don't want something to where it's like artificial sometimes. Well, then here, I got you. Try this one and see. I, I like that. Aaron, what do you think? So I think one of the biggest thing about mead is is the price point you know yeah. mead you can't find mead that is cheap yeah i mean i guess it's the process i don't know like very much about it other than it's like a honey based alcohol mm -hmm. and and you can clearly you can modify it and in, in what seems like infinite ways 
which is really cool. And, I mean, mead, you know, you, you do have to see that price point. And when people share it, that's awesome. Yeah. But it's not as easy to get into as, as beer. Yeah, that, you know, that is true. Beer is, you know, you get into the craft beer, it's like $3.50. It's kind of like the floor, and you go up from there, and you're just like, okay. Yeah, so exactly. I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy mead. Um, it's not the first thing that I gravitate towards. But it's definitely something that you're starting to give them quite a taste for and something that you enjoy. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to have a supplement. You know, if you have a, if you have a nice little disposable income, grab some mead, be like, dude, this is some trippy stuff. You've yeah. never tasted something like it before. It's it's different. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, any any last thoughts on, on the mead? No, I think we're good. I think we should hear your top three. Yep. So... Remember when we first started the podcast, I yeah. said, fuck stouts, you never gave me on stouts. Well, it's yeah. kind of funny. I got two stouts here in my yeah. top three. And um, I think, yeah, that's a meme as well. So, no particular order. Um, the first one I'm going to go off of is Sneaker Sharks. Uh, Sneaker Sharks. Yeah. And it's by Horace. We had this one on the podcast. Yeah, and it's a collab with um, JWB, Wakefield yep. Brewing. Yep. And let me tell you, this was one that I really enjoyed. It was something that when we first got it, I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to like it or not. I really liked the artwork on the bottles, on both bottles. But the... The Yeezy shoes, kind of the Red Octobers kind of stood out yeah. to me. So it was like one of those ones where JB said, you know, when you get it, you kind of have a high expectation. And I had a high expectation and definitely um, stood out the most to me. And in this one, it was definitely had some almonds, banana, and vanilla, and it's yeah. an imperial stout. Um, the second one I have right here is called Night on Ghost Mountain. It's a mead imperial ale from Pure Project and uh, and Lost Cause. And let me tell you, when I first had this beer, I had it at uh, at James's house. Okay, yeah. And it was so good that when the, I think it was a week later or two weeks later, I had JB pick me up another bottle. Yep, I did. And let me tell you, when he finally got a chance to taste this, you would have yeah. thought that like he had like some candy or something. He yeah, was, that was like, really good. Shit. I was very surprised by it. So I, that's why I really like that one because that's that's personally my first mead that I've ever had. So that kind of stuck out to me and something that I really love. And then the next one is NYX Falcon. It's an imperial style by Horus. And it's collab, I believe, with Mortalis. Right? Yes, this. Uh, yes, yeah. this mm-hmm. is collab with Mortalis. And it's another stout. And I really have enjoyed my stouts with you guys over the last three to four months. And, like, it's funny because I've fought tooth and nail with you guys. And now I'm finally at that point where I'm like, all right, you guys are right. So I, I got to give you guys your props. I got to say sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely can't wait for our next stout adventures because the stout year for us i think was fucking phenomenal shout out to uh mark and jb for finding us the plugs for some of the styles that we've had this year yes because that that was a lot of that was a lot of willpower that we got to get those we were stressing there that we weren't going to get half these bottles and we ended up doing every single one yeah and it's that's what the whole beer community is about too you find these people make connections and they take care of you, and I told a lot of people, like, hey, we're going to do this for a podcast, like, check it out, 
And it's just cool to share those experiences and that way people could really just get on board and learn about beer, drink beer, because it's so easy to just drink beer and then never talk about it. Well, you know, Brews with the Homies was made because, hey, we're having beer. Now we're having conversations. Now we're meeting people. Now we're, just, we're bringing it all together. Passion project, doing fun stuff, getting together. And it's not even just, like, something that we, like, wanted to do for, like, this was something that we just said, hey, you know what? This is something that we should do. We talk about it all the time. We buy a shit ton of it. And we always expose our friends and our family and people that we meet to it. And might as well fucking start this podcast. And this podcast has really opened my eyes to stouts. And I got to thank you guys for that. And I got to thank, again, thank you to the beer traders out there and the proxies. And thank you guys for sharing some of the good stuff that we've had this year. Without you guys, this podcast probably would not be as crazy as it is. Yeah, not as diverse and not having the ability to try all these different beers, talk about so many different beers. And And a lot of different breweries that are on the East Coast and Midwest that some of you guys probably have never heard of. So it's pretty cool to kind of spread their name and kind of share those experiences with you guys. So another beer that we had, this is our third and final beer that we're, we're kind of grading, it's called Dragon Wheel. It's a double dry hop, double IPA, and some, it's pretty cool. Um, the alcohol percentage is 10%. It's from San Diego, from Mason uh, Aleworks. Mason Aleworks. Yeah. Shout out to Mason Aleworks. So let's kind of go with this. The aroma that I got off of this, it kind of gives me a strong citra, but then it's also the guava that stood out to me the most. So kind of what I was expecting on this was something that was kind of like citrus tasting, you know, something that was kind of like, ooh, like, ooh, that's a lot. And I'm going to kind of save my taste for it. I'm going to kind of go off with... uh, JB on this one. What's the appearance that this one gives you? What's the one that picks up the most for you? Like appearance-wise, it's just light. You know, it's like a light color. It's definitely not clear. It has a little bit, I would say like a cloudiness. It's not like a nice, like creamy hazy. It's kind of like a little foggy, light, light beer. Um, man, the aromas for me, grassy citrus, a little bit like that fruit guava. It kind of going to go off hair because he said this right when he smelled it. kind of smells like some body odor, you know? When you're sweating a lot, you, it, it smells, smells like B.O. Like B.O., yeah, you know? Just, like just it's, just, it. yeah. it's, it's a little papaya. We'll call it yeah. papaya. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> such a strong, overwhelming smell. When you drink it, it is funky. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. I mean, wow. I, I don't know. I can't really tell because it's like tingling in my mouth, you know? Like when you drink it, almost like when you have like a really carbonated drink but like for beer it's like tingling you all over yeah Aaron what are the flavors that kind of stuck out to you so hold on I haven't tried it yet oh okay oh, oh yeah well, we've been drinking my bad, my bad. so <laughs> while you get your drink and get your taste I'm going to tell you what mine tastes like yeah. what, what I got I got a very strong guava taste at the front and then a very passion fruity taste at the end but it was kind of like like when you're sweating and you accidentally lick your sweat, like that's what it kind of remind me of. <laughs> yeah, it's like the flavor. Like I get the guava a little bit, but it's it's really kind of like grapefruit, like a guava yeah. grapefruit. Cause you know, like grapefruit can be really like 
strong and sour and like yeah. tingle. Like this one really kind of like just gets in your mouth and it just, uh, as you could tell, I'm like, Ooh. Ooh. like it's, it's hard to explain because there's so much going on. I don't, I think it could do a little bit better job of calming down. This is like the one where you say, you know, some breweries don't take the chance. They're just, it's like a hint of something. And you're like, man, I wish that flavor was a little bit stronger. It's like the total opposite. You're so, like, I kind of wish they toned down some of these so flavors. My next question is, do you think this beer would help if it sat for a little bit? I don't know. I, I have no idea. It's like one of those ones to where I'm probably going to rate it to where I don't think I would have it again. It's, it's, it's funky. I could see how maybe a few people like it, but it's one that I probably wouldn't recommend or wouldn't drink again. Just too much going on. I think they needed to have a little bit clearer vision. And yeah. I feel like it kind of ran away from them a little bit at the yeah. end. Heron, what do you think since uh, now you got your taste? I really like how weird this one is. Heron's all about funky. So, this, this, they say it's a double dry hopped, double IPA. <laughs> Is that more misleading than anything? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, like, Dude, this thing has, like, it's got some, some like, not sharp, I guess kind of sharp bitterness, but, like, mm. sharp, subtle bitterness, if that makes sense. Um, it's got, like, a pink guava sweetness, and uh, it's a little, a little grassy. It's almost like it reminds you of the, that West Coast. It almost reminds mm. you of that, uh, what is that, that hawk's blood in a way, like, and how funky that was. Yeah. But this take takes it up to ten. Like Hawk's Blood was about like a five. Yeah, because it's mild. Weirdness. It's more like relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, I can get a little West Coast. This is just like all up in your face, and I'm like, usually I'm very accepting of like wild, funky stuff. But I'm like, this might be a little too much for me. I think I found one that's just a little too much for me. I I agree with you on this. The more and more I drink this, the more and more I'm like, yeah. This ain't for me, dog. <laughs> I almost get like a ginger. When you have ginger, I'm kind of getting that like sharp bitterness that kind of lingers. I, I I don't know. I I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Yeah. When I got the can, I thought it was cool. Read the flavors, thought it was gonna be cool. The smell kind of turned me off. The taste kind of turned me off. I gotta give this like like you said a rating to where I'm not gonna try this again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not that and it's all like what we always talk about it's not that it's a terrible beer like props just, to them for getting this much flavor and yeah. uniqueness to it like but this okay. is just that's like awesome it's, but it's like we, what we like i like to say we're critiquing really good beer yeah and it's our taste palette mm. if you gravitate to somebody's taste palette then you might want to listen mm. but if not Definitely give this a try, try on your own. Yeah. But for and us, we, we, we have, we've had hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of beers. Yeah. And so we kind of know what our flavor profile is and the ones that we really enjoy. So when we say, hey, this one's not for me, does not mean it's not for you. So please give it a try. Yeah, because I would still recommend, like, it's weird. I wouldn't recommend it to, like, oh, I want to go drink it again. Oh, I want to go buy it. But I was like, if you're looking for a funky, like, yeah, you want just something, something like, a lot, something that, you're sick of the traditional. You're sick of just having the same stuff over and if over again. If you want to go extreme. <laughs> we got the beer for you right here. Like, if you want to go extreme, this is the one for you. Yeah. This this one is not for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had no idea it was 
weighing in at 10%. That's almost like a triple realm. Yeah, and it's like, you would never get that. You would never think that from tasting it. Yeah, no, because it's, like, pretty, like, medium to light-bodied. Yeah. And then it's a passion fruit orange guava beer. Like, those, I mean, you have it from stone, and it's just so drinkable and fresh and nice. And this is so robust and, like, whoa. You're like, wow, you get some pink guava in there. I mean, that, that's what I get. I don't even know what kind of guava they use. Yeah. But then you get some orange. I get like almost like orange peel kind of orange deal. Peel, kind yeah. of bitterness bitterness, up yeah. there. I get really citrus vibes off Yeah, of so like a whole orange. Throw the whole yeah. orange in there. Not peel and like, all. Yeah. And then passion fruit, you get a little... I, I guess you don't really get a whole lot of... Uh, sourness from the passion fruit uh, the passion fruit kind of takes a back seat on this one it's very guava and orange forward yeah I, yeah I, that, like i said i don't it's not for me yeah <laughs> that's all good you know yeah. i'm the uh, biggest fan of it here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. yeah. so i definitely that, do have one thing to say yes. i tried the stout after it warmed up yeah, and okay. let me tell you that's a solid 10 out of 10 you really enjoy it. Yeah, I think it does a great job of being very light, refreshing. The flavors aren't overwhelming. Um, when I had it, as I was warming up, I'm going to take another sip also because Karen just you get, at the aftertaste, you get more of the bourbon. And the bourbon in it is nice and smooth, and it's not overpowering. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's like a nice smooth, and it has... You can taste the barrel just a little bit, but there's no, like, burn afterwards. There's no, like... Sometimes you get like a really harsh burn, and some people like that. A lot of bite. This one, very little bite. Very relaxed, so. The bottle's Props gone. Yeah. The yeah, bottle's the gone. gone. The bottle's yeah. gone. So that's, a, that's a mention. Like that, yeah. That's how good it was. It and, was just and, so drinkable. And so is the Flamingo Boys. The Flamingo Boys oh, yeah. is gone. Yeah. But well, what I got an idea. Yeah. I'm going to give you guys some time to think about this because I'm going to go first because I thought about this sometime. What is our beer? resolution for next year like what's our goal for beer wise so like for me mine is doing a better job of checking my stuff in on on tap because i did a absolute horrible job (laughs) yeah no that's it's tough it it really is um i think beer resolution for next year um let's say on the podcast side of things i really want us to expand on that i think even if we can't get the video up right away i think we need to still post to youtube i think we're going to get that on there um have more special guests um we're working on it we might have some bz guys on here here in january so hey, shout out to the guys at bz you know we, we appreciate, appreciate the love we appreciate the beer that you guys do provide for us here locals because we we love you guys for that yeah so it's amazing um you know we might have the guests um assistant brewer for uh craft house on here too so we're just going to try to get a diverse group of people on here we'll probably have even more friends on here throughout the year next year um we're looking to do some merch we'll probably have stickers i know a goal of ours is to have stickers available pass those out when we're going to events doing shares when i ship out beer trades i need to include the you know stickers with the instagram the podcast I got one more thing to say. Yes. We need to go more beer events this year. Yes. This coming year. And we will. We definitely will branch out more. Um, 
Hey, speaking of beer events and beer things, I made a last-minute trip to the Monkish Grand Opening in Anaheim. So that was a great event. Glad I got to support them. It was kind of my first like grand opening. The line was crazy long. They did a really good job of making sure up to 300 people got their bottles. They were... Did you get your bottle? Yes. They were... Um, having so much merch they were able to sell a bunch of merch bunch of cans had a lot of good stuff on tap they had bottles to share in person they were selling them there so people couldn't resell them so it's just an overall great event we had a, had a great time uh even visited bottle Lodge and green cheek stopped in at golden road and um visited mr k's bottle shop you know they always have great stuff they took care of us so i appreciate them just a great overall experience. Uh, I posted a little post about it on uh, my Instagram, Brews with JB, and we'll be posting more about different events, videos throughout you know this upcoming new year, and there's a lot to go on. So maybe next episode we'll go in a little bit more about resolutions, more about what we're looking forward to, and just where we plan to have like some merch, t-shirts, hats, stuff like that. And LLC, all that good stuff. So, Heron, what are what are your beer resolutions for this year? Coming year. All right. So I'm not even gonna save it for the next time. I'm just gonna be like, yo, we need to get on a little education program within ourselves, mm-hmm. just to get you know more knowledge on different beer, taste a variety of beer, really. You know the German styles, Czech. You know like the, the oh, Bavarian I- region. I think we started doing that towards the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I think we need to continue that. Continue that trend. Yeah, I agree. Lambics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, learning how to even say all this stuff. Because you're like, is that a lambic? Like, is that a, is that a hell is I'm, lager, bro? Like, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I'm like, dyslexic, so I'm always going to fuck up the pronunciation. I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. gonna, or what's I'm a Schwartz just, beer? Have, <laughs> do we have a Schwartz in the house? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to get you everything. Yeah, but we'll try. You know, we'll try to learn more. I'll try my best, but I, I just want to give that, a, throw that out there just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then what else? What else? And then here's the bonus is uh, I, I want us to brew our first beer. Yes. You know, we got to have the discipline. I hear yeah. brewing beer is not, it's not easy and you shouldn't make it a party on brew day. You should yeah. be quite focused, you know, do what you need to do. Get in, get out, ferment the thing, and you can, like, party when you're done. When done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? I get that. I get that. So those are the, those are the big three things. I kind of li- like those. Those are good goals. I think we can hit those this, this coming year. I think we have the right connections and the right mindsets to do it. I think we can hit those. I yeah. think these are all goals that are, like, good for us to keep going, moving forward. If you guys have any beer resolutions of your own, let us know. DM us. Tag us in them. Just let us know. Yeah. And one thing is, is where we're going to do a lot better of, and I'm going to do a lot better of, is doing a lot more Instagram stories, a lot yeah. more interactiveness. Um, but other than that, we're going to kind of end this episode here. Please like, subscribe, rate us on Apple. Let yeah. us know what's going on. Maybe we might read your review live yeah. on air for the next episode. But please let us know. Definitely give us a follow on at Instagram at brewswth. Yeah, and if you ever want to email feedback or if you don't want to send on Instagram, brewswth at gmail.com. Yeah. So. You guys have a good Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. We'll see you guys next week. Later. All right.